Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. So scary, won't let them bury me. Uh, That's why I keep my 30. I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money. I'm getting money. Uh-huh. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays. Very special ACC Media Day edition. We got Drift in the building. How you living, my boy? I'm doing good, bro. It's actually my birthday today. I turned 23. Uh, happy birthday. Thank happy, you. happy birthday. What's your cash out? What's your cash out? It's, uh, hold up. I think it's Ian14218. Yeah, I think so. Please, everybody, everybody send that man all your cash outs, all your yeah. money. <laughs> Help that 23 yeah, years man. old. The man just got off titty milk. You know, he's able to buy himself a drink now. So... <laughs> Happy birthday to the bro. Thank you. Thank you. What's your well, weekend plans? What's your weekend plans like? I me and my me and some of my boys are going out to uh to a bar nearby. So I think girlfriend's coming to hey. town too. So that'll be that'll be good it'll be a good time. I'm excited. Good times. Good times. More life. It's always a blessing. It's always a blessing to do another lap around the sun. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people say, oh, you know, the first thing a lot of people say is you're getting old. No, you're getting wise. You're getting smart. You're living life. Yeah. You know, and even at 23 years young, you're the old head to somebody. Somebody, probably a 16-year-old, looks to you for wisdom because you done lived more life than he or she. So, right. All, yep. Birthdays are always a blessing. Uh, man, you got many fucking more. You got 90-something more coming. Probably 100 more <laughs> birthdays. So. <laughs> I hope yeah, so. Yeah. I hope so. Oh, you got a lot more coming, especially with all the science and shit going on. Oh, you yeah. got a lot more birthdays coming. But uh, let's get into. Well, first and foremost, we we didn't predict this. The, the, the it was pretty much already news. Um, so we didn't break no story or nothing. But Gunnar Givens did commit to Virginia Tech last Friday. We had recorded on. Thursday and pretty much said we should get given and yep. everything turned out right. Um, Another Virginia commit, which is always a good thing. Another four-star commit, which is our second in this class. And um, he chose, he chose Virginia Tech over Penn State. Um, There's a lot of reasons why Penn State, people say Penn State didn't want them or whatever the case may be. Gonna give us a hokey. What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a great pickup. Um, we talked about this last episode that I, I didn't really see this coming back in early June when the 
when the visits first started. But, uh, you know, he's a he's a 94 on the composite for 24-7. Uh, he's got great size, very athletic. I don't really know what position he's going to play at Tech. I've seen a lot from coaches, from players. Uh, Purnell said he's playing on the D-line. I saw some reports saying he's a tackle. Um, I don't really know what's going on there. But either way, um, it's cool having the top two guys in the class be four stars from Virginia. I think it's a step up. I think it's much better than what we expected. Um, so moving in the right direction. And uh, hopefully they capitalize on this. I mean, we, this is the momentum that has been built. All right. And so the next thing to do is go after the cams and, and grab one of them. So um, we just saw that Cam Miller is being crystal balled to Penn State. Um, which would leave the other Cam. I think I think it's Johnson, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Cam Johnson. I think he's from St. Francis Academy. So cornerback, we would need to pick up another one. Um, that's going to be the next big thing for this class, and, and hopefully they can manage to grab that or else it, it might start leveling out pretty soon. Yeah, I think, I think after the Cam Miller to Penn State crystal ball, I think things are about to – I think things about the tail off. I think that was a. I think we just climaxed with the Ramon Brown and the and the Gunner Givens. I think that was the climax, and I think it levels out from here. So yeah, that might have been kind of that might be the that, top. Of, yeah, but um, we 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 gonna still keep an eye out for any more whatever we you know, any more commitments and announcements. We'll be here for y'all all. Through the through the entire cycle for that, um, I think. I mean, like I said, recruiting just hit its apex. Um, I don't I don't think it's gonna get any higher than this. Um, I don't want to congratulate the staff, but I don't want to like shit on them either. Like I'm, I'm in the middle. I guess everything Virginia Tech is up down up down. It always ends in the middle. So, yeah. like uh, I said, I don't want to. Start. I don't want to douse myself in champagne over this, but I don't want to kill the staff either. I feel yeah. like they, it's a, like we've been saying, it's a process, and we won't see the real benefits to this process until two two years down the road when they finally have yeah big and fixed shit and realize right. how things work in the state of Virginia. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, it's, it's like you take a look at this class and I respect what they've done in Virginia and that's good. You know, like I'll, I'll give the props there, but at the same time, you know, it's like, be objective about the situation. There's still another, you know, four or five months of recruiting left to go. Um, you still have to put these guys in the right system, in the right position to succeed. You still have to win games. I mean, this isn't the entire reflection of the stats. This is just on one recruiting year. Um, but if they do end up top 25 class, uh, top four in the ACC, something like that, that would be a win. That would be good. Like I would say, all right, this is this is a good thing it that the staff did. But at the same time, like you can't you can't pull that class turnaround, shit the bed this year. I mean, you know, it's like okay, we'll tell you when something's good, but at the same time, like it doesn't mean that everything is fucking beautiful and there's roses and shit. Like it, this is just one piece of the pie. It's one piece of the pie, and if they do end up with the 25th ranked class, that don't mean the job is done. Okay, this is the new, this is what we're supposed to be. No, 
in twenty in the twenty five to thirty ranges where we kind of always been, and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, well, we, we Frank used to be in that twenty five to thirty range." No, nah, yeah, no shit, and we used to lose every big game because of that. We want to yeah. be better than that. We want to be better than twenty five to thirty. So when we do match up against the USC or Bama or the other Ohio states, we I know we beat Ohio State once, but they kicked the shit out of us the next time. You want to play against those teams and match up physically, match up in the trenches. And right. even in the glory days, we would play this, like when we played Stanford in the Orange Bowl, and we always got manhandled in the trenches because the depth just wasn't there because we wasn't recruiting well enough. So let me just right. say that to the Frank didn't do such and such either. Yeah, we criticized him too. Go back through the tweets. Uh, but – it's just it's just a matter of like as from a fan from a fan's perspective, you know, like what do you want to root for? Like, do you want to root to be mediocre? Do you want to root to be middle of the pack and somewhat good on certain years? Like, I hope that's not the case. I mean, as a fan, you root to win. You root to win championships. You root to beat good teams. You root to be a great team. Like, that's just what you should root for. That's what you, that's what you should want. Um, this school has the opportunity to do that and we'll get into media day and what fuente has said later on but one of the things that um is big and that fuente did say and we'll talk about this more later but virginia tech is the top sports brand in the state of virginia and that is facts like it's it's high there's no other bigger team there's no other bigger brand it it actually is the biggest brand in the state and we need to capitalize on that we have the talent in the state Virginia Tech can be a great team. It can be a perennial great team. I'm not saying that Virginia Tech is going to be a blue blood, but there's potential there. And that's what you should root for as a fan. You shouldn't root for, oh, maybe once every six years we'll win the, you know, the ACC or whatever. It's just like we got to focus. You got to put your energy to being great and then everything else can fall into place. I think I speak for every last one of our listeners. I think every last one of our listeners is employed by somebody. They got some type of employment, or even if they self-employed or they sell drugs or pussy, everybody want to make more dollars this year than they did last year. That's every. I don't give a fuck if you work at Taco Bell or if you work, if you work for McDonald's, you work for FUBU, you work for no matter where you work at. The people on the highest level do not want to say, okay, well in two thousand and six. We only turned this much of a profit. So in 2021, we want to turn that 2006 profit. Nah, you want to up the bag every year, year after year. And if that means you got to push, work a little harder, work more weekends, uh, sacrifice some vacation sometime, that's what you got to do. That, 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 so same thing goes for football. Just because in 2006 we won 10 games or – Whatever the case may be, that don't mean okay. Well, that's that's the pinnacle, and whatever. No, you always work into it. It's one thing doing it and everything. That shit can get hard, and whatever. Doing, you know, but working towards that, and I we I can see you being serious. That's when I'm ready to open up my wallet. That's when I'm ready to lie on the timeline. That's when I'm ready to be that positive fan that everybody begs us to be. You all need to be more positive and just spend money. They got to show me that they fucking serious, man. Yeah. Put money in this shit. That's some sugar daddy sapping shit. No. You got to show me before I just give money away. Right. And the other thing is, too, I mean, like, even 
from our perspective, from a regular fan's perspective, just giving money. I mean, let's be honest. Like I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to give the, the football team, the amount of money that they're going to need to do anything crazy. Like there are certain alumni that go to Virginia, that went to Virginia tech that have the actual funds to do that. We're not, we're not those guys. Like I'm, I'm not going to give Virginia tech fucking hundred thousand dollars. Like I'm not going to ever be able to do that. So like telling us to donate, we will make you donate $25. What's that going to do? I mean, so yeah, we're going to be objective. We're going to be, we're going to ask the school to get better and better. And like, sure. It's about money sometimes, Mm -hmm. but not everybody's donating money. Yeah. Yeah. I'll donate to the players. I'll, I'll I'll do NLI and uh or NIL and I'll help those guys out, but I don't have that type of money to build a fucking sports complex or some shit or new dorms. I'm donating. To, I'm donating to the players. I will put my money. I will take my money and put it directly in a player's hand before I put my money into the abyss and hope they did something with it. Right. But let's move on. Media days uh has taken place. Um. Fuente took Braxton Burmeister, Jamar Connor, and um, James Mitchell, Garner. and James Mitchell down with him. And um, was that surprising to you? Some... Those three players, uh, it could be somewhere else. I right, I saw some people thinking maybe honest... Trey Turner or Dax, but I honest to God thought that he would take Trey Turner and Dax with him because. They're seniors. They've been here the longest. And not only that, they've been the best spokesmen. Yeah. You know, best been, media they, guys. Those two have been the face of the program since they came in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I did figure, I did think that he would take them, but Dax has been, uh, what's the word, in and out the lineup as That's a starter. A, and yeah, just average. And, yeah, kind of, you know, kind of. Hasn't taken off. His career hasn't taken off. He had that good freshman year, but after that, he kind of tailed out. And Trey Turner allegedly, I mean, isn't a, a workout guy. He isn't winning the workout awards and shit. So that type of shit don't matter to me. But I guess that type of shit matters to you know the current staff. So yeah, um, I still think it should have been them because just on face value, they're probably the most recognizable. Two. And then you obviously you're gonna take Burmeister who's the quarterback, uh, quarterback yeah. and, and being looked at as a leader of the team. Right. I thought that's what I thought, but uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, media days, a lot of news, notes, uh mm-hmm. I mean, some, that's, some quotes. We can just start we can just go through some of the stuff uh right now. Yeah. Um so you know some of some of the things that I saw like what do you think about Fuente saying that, you know, Braxton Burmeister is one of the top athletes on the team, um, wants to use him as an explosive runner, and he says that, you know, rest of the running backs need to step up in Khalil Herbert's absence. What do you what do you make of that? Do you think that's the right approach? Do you think we're going to see Burmeister getting hurt because of his workload? Let, let me start with the first statement with Braxton Burmeister being one of the best athletes on the team. I agree. Braxton Burmeister, I don't even think it's up. I think – that's the stone cold truth. I think I said that at the, I think I said it on one of the episodes of Donby Fridays after the season that Braxton Burmeister is possibly the fastest player on the team. And um he's probably the most explosive runner on the team outside of Keyshawn King. As far as with the ball in his hands. 
So Let's I don't think Raheem Blackshear too. I think is up there. Possibly, or they might be tied. They really Raheem yeah. Blackshear and Braxton Burmeister might be the same with the ball in their hands. I don't even forty times. I don't even keep up with all that shit. But when right. I'm watching with the with the ball in hand, Raheem Blackshear and Bra- Raheem Blackshear might be a step quicker than Burmeister, but maybe just one step. Uh, I do think Braxton Burmeister is one of the top athletes on the team. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think so because Braxton Burmeister is the best, one of the best athletes on the team, but he's not one of the best athletes yeah. in the country. So that says more about your team than, yeah. you know, your quarterback. Now, if Braxton Burmeister was the best athlete on, let's say, the 2004 team, Finish. You got another Vic or some shit, but um. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other but, thing uh, too yeah. is like if you're running, if you're running him, you know, a lot every single game, there's a good chance that he's gonna get dinged up, miss some time. So when he does miss time, I mean, it's really gonna hurt this team as opposed to like last year when you had when you had Hooker and Burmeister and one of them went down. At least you had another one, but I think we're in the right. You know, it's like who are gonna who are we gonna see? If if he goes down, so I I I do think he's a great athlete. I think he's one of the better one of the best runners that we have. Can put up explosive plays, but it's just like to me, it scares me if he goes down. And I think the team's really going to suffer if he does. The team is going to suffer if Burmeister goes down because they're going to go to I think Blumrick. Yeah. Who's? Nope. I mean, he got the size. I guess. I think we was predicting earlier on Donby Fridays a couple episodes ago that Blumrick would be like the QP to come in and do the short yardage shit yeah. and put his head down and get two, three yards or QB power get in the end zone, QB power and that type of shit. Um, it it would be very it would be tragic if Braxton because Fuente also was saying this is the most confident he has felt. Passing the ball in yeah. six years. Now that shit is cap. Let's get into the real shit. That shit cap. We all seen Braxton Burmeister throw the ball. Everybody listened to this podcast and seen Braxton Burmeister play. Mm-hmm. What, was you, what was you about to say? Yeah. So the the whole quote that he has here, he goes, I he I'll I'll just read it off real quick for for the mm-hmm. listeners that haven't haven't seen this. He goes, I feel better about us throwing the ball right now since I've been here. That doesn't mean we're gonna throw a ball sixty times a game. I feel better about it with the exception of twenty sixteen. Uh I knew there were two guys that could just chuck it up and they were gonna be catch it. He's talking about Bucky and uh Isaiah. Um so I think he's saying that other than with that year out this is the best year that he thinks the the passing offense is, and I don't know. If, yeah, because um, I don't just I don't know how I feel about that because I don't really I'm not really sold on Burmeister as a thrower. Honestly, I mean, are you? Do you have no. you seen him? I don't really think I've seen enough of him. No, when, when it comes when it comes down to arm strength, arm talent, Burmeister doesn't have it. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the arm strength to. For you to be confident in him throwing the ball, you can, it's only so many quick outs and quick. It's only so much quick game you can run before a defense says, "All right, y'all can have that shit. You're not gonna mm-hmm. beat us over the top." Right. And Fuente said to himself, "We had Bucky, we had Isaiah, we also had Cam Phillips, mm-hmm. the best trio of receivers Virginia Tech ever had." So, and Gerard Evans could throw it. 
And Gerard Evans can throw it. So who are you? It seems it seems like I, he's I just that. extremely high on, uh, you know, the Turner, Tavion Robinson, and James Mitchell trio. I mean, that's that's I guess that's what he's kind of alluding to because he in this quote, like he mentions the receivers. He doesn't even mention uh, Gerard Evans, like. So it seems like he's just talking in terms of like a receiving standpoint. That's why he feels the best is because of the receivers. I don't, and I'm not, I don't necessarily buy that because in my opinion, like if you if you can't get them the ball downfield, that hinders the offense's ability to spread it out and make big plays. Yeah, throwing, the, throwing the ball thirty times a game, five yards. It's, what does it do? It's just doing absolutely nothing. And he, I think he also brought up from an offensive line perspective. You know, because the offensive line you know, is going to suffer a fall off. You lose Darisaw, you lose um, Doug Nestor, you lose Hudson. Yeah, you lose you lose what we lost on the offensive line, which last year wasn't a great pass-protecting offensive line. Right. You lose just... three starters off of that, and now we're about to get better? So. Yeah, I think I – think, uh... Luke Tenuta would have to take a massive step up for the offensive line to be like better than it was last year. I mean, he'd he'd have to take like that Club Farley leap for that to happen. It would have to be it would have to be an unreal leap. Yeah, for Luke Tenuta. But um, what was I getting ready to say? I I took those comments. I took those comments, and maybe I'm just cynical and jaded and. Evil. But I looked at those comments about the passing game as more of a dig at the quarterbacks that left more than anything yeah. because I felt I felt the whole time with Hendon Hooker and with Quincy Patterson, Fuente just did not want to open the offense up. Like I, we, we, I mean, shit, y'all be on Twitter every Saturday during the game. So you, how many times did we say, okay, QB draws, third down, we're not going to try to convert? You know, so mm-hmm. how many times did we run – Jet sweeps in certain pass situations. How many times I feel like Fuente never thought that Hendon Hooker was that guy as a passer. That's the message of right. running back. Um, when we had uh, um, the transfer from Kansas, I'm drawing a blank. Ryan Willis. Willis. Ryan Will- yeah, when we had Ryan Willis, they threw the ball in 2018. Yeah. They, they threw it a lot. They threw it a lot in 2018. Now, obviously, Ryan Willis was an athlete. His top end speed, he could he could get going and get pick up big plays running, but he was not a running quarterback. He wasn't going to elude, and you could use him on just design run plays all day. You had to throw the ball, but Braxton Burmeister is no Ryan Willis, and Ryan was what spring spring uh, league MVP or some shit mm-hmm. like. That ain't Braxton Burmeister. Braxton Burmeister, Braxton Burmeister is smaller, um, way faster, and with yeah. a way weaker arm. He's not going to do what Ryan Willis was doing down the field. So who right. does Fuente think he's fooling with it? He, Braxton Burmeister is going to have to run the same offense Quincy, not Quincy Patterson. He damn sure can't do that. But he got to do a lot of the stuff that Hendon Hooker was doing. Right. Where they're gonna use RPOs and you know I, the jet sweep game and all kinds yeah. of misdirection and 
off, get them, get them out the pocket and things. Yeah, a lot of a lot of gimmicky plays. You know, exactly what you're saying. Uh, a lot of different motions and and different offense and sets to get the defense thinking about what they're doing. Um, but I feel like it's going to be a lot of running. It's going to be a lot of underneath stuff. I don't think they attack too much downfield. And I think when they do attack downfield, it's going to be scripted, right? So it's going to be like, okay, uh, on these plays, we're going deep. And that's that's all we're doing. Like, that's we're designing the play to go deep. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like, he's going to, I don't think Burmeister's going to have a whole lot of plays where he's sitting back in the pocket, looking at the defense, right. going through his progressions, and then going deep. Like, I don't, I, I think it's only going to be when it's drawn up. And it's of course, there are exceptions, but two man out, right? Max pro play action. Now, the one thing that will help the passing offense is the fact that, yeah, they do have a ton of athletes. Um, they have a lot of guys that, that can play in terms of receivers. Uh, so it's not going to be as easy for the team, for the defense to uh, double team and stuff like that with the amount of weapons. But at the same time, like you still need to make the throws to get them the ball. So I, I think it's going to be tough for the offense to put up the, the big numbers. Um, but I, 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 I'm just not, I'm just not bought in yet. I, I think it is more of a dig to the to the old quarterbacks than it is a, a praise to Burmeister. Yeah, if I'm an opposing defensive coordinator, I'm pressing everything until they beat me. Mm-hmm. President Braxton Burmeister, bro, you got to show me. The one thing Braxton Burmeister gonna kill defense is doing is running around and hitting on the big play, possibly broken plays, maybe some backyard football shit, but. Right. No, no, we bringing everything up. I'm putting six, seven in the box. I'm doing press man until you prove you can throw. Right. And I think that's what you, I'm sure what UNC gonna do week one. Yeah. So no, hundred percent. Yeah, and they they have the they have the secondary that's gonna be able to do it too. So I think that's gonna be uh, a real good indication of how the team's gonna be able to play is that game because because the DBs are gonna be able to line up against uh, the wide receivers for Virginia Tech. And another Fuente, when Fuente said um, uh, today's ACC Media Day that he they had won 19 games his first two years, which is true. 2016, they won 10 games. 2017, they won nine games. We went to the Camping World Bowl, and we should have won that versus Oklahoma State. We would have had two 10-win seasons, but we lost that. And he said – that he had had a conversation with Witt, with Babcock, our AD, and said, you didn't hire me for the 19 wins. You hired me for what's to come. And I took a lot of – I didn't like that quote. I didn't like that quote at all because, okay, you won 19 games. You went to the Camping World Bowl and lost. What the fuck you mean we didn't hire you to do a quote? We didn't even hire you. Let's be clear. We didn't hire you to get the Capital World Bowls, bro. And even mm-hmm. in 2016, you won the belt bowl. We didn't, we did you were right. We didn't hire you for that. We had you for that. We had you for more than that. We didn't hire you. If 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 the standard here in Virginia Tech and Gov is a big ass argument about what the standard is, but if the standard at Virginia Tech is to go to a belt bowl and win and go to the Camping World Bowl and lose. Then, bro, you need to get the fuck out yesterday. What are you talking about? We didn't right. hire you for that. We didn't hire you for that. We damn sure didn't hire you for what would proceed. And he talking about, uh, you hire me to 
and I knew it was gonna be a drop off and we was gonna struggle and we had to build facilities and hold up, bro. Even if there was gonna be some type of rebuilding season, that's twenty eighteen. Explain everything after that. See, 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 see. We're dealing with a snake oil salesman around here. A lot of teams have a high. They they go to the highs of highs, a BCS bowl. They win a conference championship. They might have a fall off year to rebuild. A lot of seniors left. People go to the pros. But then they back on it. Right. Bro, we ain't been to the camp World Bowl since 2017. So you telling me now in 2021, you went through 2018 where we was, what, six and seven? Lost the bowl game. 2018, we went eight and five or something like that. Lost the bowl game. And then 2020, we didn't even go to a bowl. We went five and six, you know, and they chose yeah. not to go to a bowl. So Opted even if we would have went to a bowl, we the best we could have did was six and six. So what the so twenty twenty one what are we going to because ain't nobody predicting us to win no ACC mm. ain't nobody predicting us to you know go to the playoffs so let's say we do win nine games and go back to the camp world is this what the fuck we went through all the we went through the three seasons of that to get right. back to the camp world bowl nah bro you got to what's your take yeah yeah um let me just say this uh. You, you you talked about the standard of Virginia Tech. I think that's I think that's a big, uh, I think that's debated all the time. Let me put it like this: I think the standard for Virginia Tech is being better than Virginia. I think it's beating Virginia is the standard for for not for us, not for us fans, not for some other fans. I'm talking about from from the athletic directors, from the high level donors. I think they their real their real goal is to be better than University of Virginia. Um, and so I think. Beating Virginia every year is good enough for a lot of people. Um, really, really, really good for a lot of people. Uh, and so I think it, as long as, and I've said this for a while, I'll keep saying this, as long as Virginia is mediocre, Virginia Tech is always going to be a little bit better than mediocre. Um, I think mm -hmm. we're tied to that because that's what the high-level donors, that's what a lot of the people from the the alumni, that's what they really care about is just beating Virginia. Um, so <clears throat> I think personally, Justin Fuente, he's taking too much time to get this together. Um, it's not like you come in, you say what you said after 19 wins, have three bad years, and then what's what next? I mean, we the the Vegas win total for this year is seven, so it's not like like exactly what you said. We're not we're not really doing anything. Like we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be mediocre. Might be Virginia, whatever. Cool. Same thing. I mean, how many years is that gonna go on for? Is it gonna have to take Virginia becoming? some sort of powerhouse to get Virginia Tech to change? I don't know. But um, I think that's kind of the problem is the school is fine with that. And they're, they're, they're kind of fine with what we're at right now. So, and, and I'm not really sure if I see that changing either. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I have. on yeah, either because when it comes to expectations, I guess from Fuente's superiors, it, it's just like you said, if, if he can be in the bowl mixed, because, he don't even got to go. But oh, he damn sure don't got to win a bowl. But if he can be in the bowl mix, beat UVA, and this is the most important thing. This is the most important thing that people overlook all the time. The ones that do want Fuente gone or fired or whatever. 
He runs a clean program. A lot yep. of Virginia Tech alumni would rather we be six and you know six and six, seven and five with a clean program. When it comes down to a lot of these alumni fans and students and everything, when they go to the water cooler with them LSU with LSU grads and LSU grads say, "Y'all weak as hell." That's a weak ass program. A Virginia Tech fan can say, "Your school overlooked rape." Your school overlooked this, and we don't do that over here. We could easily do that and do the same thing, but we're we have the moral high ground. That moral superiority means a lot to a lot of Virginia Tech alum. Now, football yes. fans are football fans. A motherfucker could kill somebody the day before. Y'all can't prove it. I'm on the field. Football fans <laughs> okay. Like we can sit up here. Oh, Red Red Rice. Look, I lived in Maryland for eight years. Not one Baltimore Ravens fan I know said he should have not played football. They was like, this is crazy. His wife forgave him. So, Yeah, but it, it yeah, is a totally I, I, different I conversation because it's a school rather than a – it's not just a football program. It's an entire right. school. It, 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 it's right. from the athletic director. It's it, it's a state university. Like There are so many politics at play. It doesn't. It's not as simple as like, oh, the football fans want to win more, so – why don't we win more? Yeah. I mean, exactly. So it, it is very complicated. It's a university, but there's a lot of Virginia Tech alumni that could give two shits about football. Yeah. It's some it's some alumni that resent the football team because it's like, wait a minute, we one of the best engineering universities in the country, and none of our shit gets recognized. All y'all give a fuck about is that football team. Um. So I, but. I think there's a, a lot of alumni and people that just say, look, Fuente's a good guy. He's not going to do no cutthroat shit to win football games. He's not going to allow, you know, I hate to use the word thugs, to run his team. He's not going to have an out-of-control team where motherfuckers is, like, like the EC shit surprised everybody. Nobody saw that shit coming. You know, that was some that's one of those weird stories where like who would have who would have thunk it, right? It ain't like EC went out and caught a body one night and right. this was just some that was just some wild shit that nobody saw coming. So but I and and, and even in dealing with that, you know, he was well, yeah. I don't even jail about this shit, but I mean a, a, a know, lot of fans are always does the right things when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot of fans during the EC stuff wanted to blame Fuente for it. Uh, it but you know, right. even even though I would I would love to say yeah, that's his fault. Fire him. It it really just is not. Like he had nothing to do with it. Uh, it is just a freak. Nothing act. at all. Absolutely like, freak situation. Um, even EC's like friends from from what we saw. Everybody thought he's a you know, like, great guy. So uh, it had nothing to do with Fuente. And you're you're totally right. He does run a clean program, and and a lot of the alumni are are happy with that. Um, they're happy with beating. Virginia almost every single year. They're happy with making a bowl game here and there, getting some decent recruits whenever. I mean, that's just what they're happy with. Um, yeah. And and and, and until forget, that and changes, don't forget the occasional primetime game. Yeah, the occasional primetime Thursday night game. Let's get hype when Miami comes to town, and hopefully we can win. Like it's just a different mentality than other schools have um, from from the the upper level management. Um, and you have to you have to know that as a fan and and be. 
you have to come to terms with that because it'll drive you crazy if you don't. Yes, it's exactly why. It's exactly why I'm driven crazy. Any any other news and notes from ACC Media Day we need to let the fans aware of? <laughs> Matter of fact, I did see um, something. Yeah, do you see the, the Devin Hunter? You see the Devin Hunter stuff that he talked about? No. Uh, so Fuente said that Devin Hunter, who is back after being suspended last year, is at the boundary safety spot along with Devin Taylor and Tay Daly. Um, and so it looks like they're all competing for that one spot, which is kind of odd to me. I thought they would. I didn't think they'd all be competing for the same role. What do you, do you think? That's kind of odd because that I didn't really understand that. I thought. I was kind of expecting to see Tay Daly and Hunter on the field at the same time, or Taylor and Hunter, mm-hmm. or Taylor and Daly. I didn't know they were all boundary safety. Spot. They need to move Devin Taylor back to corner or something. Yeah, I do. I think he. I think he. Work uh, at I, safety was not it. Yeah, it I don't like. think it was. Um. So that's going to be interesting to watch. I don't think, but I also don't think Devin Hunter is necessarily a boundary safety player either. Uh, so, right, take and that also that, and he was and he was struggling. We're gonna be nice. He was struggling. He was struggling on the field before the one year off. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, yeah. we're not allowed. We're, we as fans not not allowed to see shit. So. You know, mm-hmm. if anybody got some information, you know, what what Devin, what Devin Hunter looks like, not Devin Taylor, what Devin Hunter looks like, please, please inform me because um, that's a mystery box. Because cause even Tay Daly, who was a transfer from Vanderbilt, how many of y'all watched fucking Vanderbilt games last year? Nobody. People could say, oh, he played in the SEC. Yeah, technically, he played in the SEC. Technically, because Vanderbilt is technically an SEC team. Right, the the absolute worst program in the SEC, and it's not even it's not even close. Um, that's like going to the worst Vegas casino. Talking about I was in Vegas. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Uh, yeah, technically, but I, but that but Tate doesn't mean anything. Nice. It it doesn't mean yeah, anything. Yeah, he might be nice. But just because just because he played in the SEC don't make him nice, right? And that yeah. doesn't automatically mean he's going to be a great player in the ACC either. So, right. So what they um, got going on at, at what they got going on at safety made the best man win. But I think Devin Taylor need to go back to the corner. In my humble opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. I really, you know, uh, we shouldn't really even have to see Devin Taylor. <laughs> That's the thing. Just the it should be a two-man battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't, we shouldn't have to really see him. That's fine. But um, anyways, in other news, uh, Virginia Tech is playing Notre Dame um, on October 9th. That's going to be on ACC Network. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, on that so far? A lot of people are kind of upset. What do you, what do you think? I think that Virginia Tech was spared – Another big stage ass whooping. I feel like we need to be playing on ACC Network. Um, and let me be clear to the people because as soon as I said, damn, ACC Network, and people was like, wait, wait, chill. It's them trying to get Comcast, muscle Comcast, and to get ACC Network. 
by yeah. throwing on a Virginia Tech game because yeah. yeah, yes, the Notre Dame fans, which they're all around the country, are gonna want to watch. Um, they're gonna want to watch their their team, but I don't think they're gonna get ACC Network to do it, and I don't think I, they're gonna call Comcast and tell Comcast, "Look, I'm willing to pay more money to get." The ACC network because Notre Dame isn't in the ACC. I don't know the rest of Notre Dame's games. I know Notre Dame plays uh, eight ACC games a year, and probably half yeah. of those be away games because you know the home games is NBC. Ain't you know what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Unless the ACC network forces Notre Dame to play all their away games, the ACC away games on the network. I don't. I think Notre Dame well, fans are just gonna. Sh- yeah, I mean, that's not even going to happen because Notre Dame opens up the season at Florida State, and that's a night game that's not going to be on ACC Network. I think that's on M- that's on ABC, yeah. So um, that's not happening. Also, Notre Dame plays North Carolina. That's at home. Uh, that's on NBC as well. Um, they play Virginia at Virginia. There's no news if that's going to be on ACC Network. I could see that being on ACC Network, and I could also see the Georgia Tech game being on there as well. But as of right now, the Georgia Tech game is listed on NBC. So it looks like the only games that Notre Dame might be playing on ACC Network are away. Um, and that, and the only one that's guaranteed right now is Tech. But the interesting thing about the Tech game is it's one of three games on Notre Dame's schedule that doesn't have a time set yet. Um, and Notre Dame has a lot of night games. They play USC at night. They play North Carolina at night, uh, Florida State at night. So I could see this game being like a three o'clock game. Uh, I could see it being a daytime game. It might end up being a nighttime game, but it could be a daytime game where Tech wins and nobody watches. You know what I mean? And like, it's that would be bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be bad. I, when it comes to when it comes to me. I think they put that game on the ACC network because I do agree with the people that, okay, let's try to get some, let's try to use this to try to get some ACC network bats because Virginia Tech is a name brand. Yeah. We're not Notre Dame, but it is a name brand. Could be a potential matchup that people want to watch, but it's not dependent on Notre Dame. It depends on us. If we have a shitty September, then, yeah. like you said, the game becomes a noon kickoff. And so what does it mean? It don't mean yeah. shit. But I don't think that I don't believe that the ACC had a potential top 15, top 10 matchup on their hands and gave, gave that to the network to try to sell subscriptions. I don't believe it. No, I don't either. They uh, figure, okay, they figure Virginia Tech should be okay, but they don't I don't think the ACC conference feel like we're fumbling a big stage matchup for one of our teams right. versus one of our affiliates well, the, putting I mean, it on the network. Yeah, and the, the other thing about it is Virginia Tech coming to that game, they, this is, that would be Virginia Tech's fifth game of the year. Um, they would have played North Carolina, Middle Tennessee, West Virginia, and Richmond. So um, if they beat North Carolina, they could walk into that game 4-0. If they lose to North Carolina, I can see a scenario they walk into that game two and two. Um, and we do know how they play against teams like at the tier of Middle Tennessee and Richmond. So honestly, this could be whatever. But the national media might be looking at the schedule thinking, OK, if they beat North Carolina, there's a good chance they could be playing North Notre Dame at home undefeated. So 
we could test this game at night, maybe on the ACC network and see what happens. But in my, I'm looking at this in the way of, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more of a Virginia Tech walks in with one or two, maybe three losses. Um, it's kind of like a noon, two, three o'clock game. And Tech might even win, but nobody's going to be watching it. It's going to be kind of pointless. And I think Tech gets spared the embarrassment. Yeah, Because exactly. even if we went into that game undefeated, even if, we talent wise do not stack up with other Dame. We just don't. Yeah. So um I would t- tell me if you feel differently. I would almost feel better about tech in that game if they were two and two rather than four and oh. Facts. Yeah. I would feel a hell of a lot better. You know why? Because Fuente is the greatest when he is a corner I almost say rat because he's not a rat, but you know how you see like a small but yeah, animal when, when they get in the back into a corner and they like they got a different fight in them, right? Yeah, they do. They play. They just play different. Uh, they play. They play so much different when they're when they're doing well when they're up. They just they just consistently flop, and it's like, oh, you're exactly right. If they if they go to that like game 20, two and two, twenty nineteen Virginia Tech had got their ass kicked by Duke, and that's when Fuente made the switch to Hendon Hooker. And that very next week, we played Miami and won the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Fuente, I mean, Hooker threw like four touchdown passes. I think Dalton King caught like two or three or something like that. So uh, You could even see it what? in this past, past season when they played, like, for instance, Clemson. I mean, Clemson, they were completely outmatched, but the game was close for the majority mm-hmm. of the game. Obviously, Clemson, Clemson ended up blowing them out. But you could see Fuente, like, you could see that coaching style in play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Fuente, see, he don't mind losing us. Our support from week to week, like, yeah, well, fuck them. They don't care anyway. You know, they 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 won't be going anyway. But when he started to lose, like his high, that's when Fuente gets in his bad coaching wise. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. lose the motherfucker that's keeping me employed. Like, right? Okay, fuck, fuck, fuck them TP two boys. They mad anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh. Let me let me let me let me make sure Ben V A happy goddamn. <laughs> now you're now you're speaking real facts. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think this is gonna be interesting moving forward uh, to keep an eye on. And I think I think honestly it's gonna be I, I'm putting this down. Uh everybody please remember if they go four and oh, I think they get smacked by Notre Dame. If they go two and two, I I see them beating Notre Dame. Like, feel that uh, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Especially if one of the two is not West Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we play smack Notre Dame. Oh, we my God. We blow them out. Yeah. No, it's and, then, and then what happens is you got a whole nother – everybody gets amped up again all weekend, really. And then – Yeah, and then the next game is pit. The next game is pit. Right. Next game is pit at home. Um, so, yeah, bro. And then, and then you the never, following game is Syracuse. So that stretch. Oh um, yeah, and we beat Notre Dame. We're losing to under Syracuse. any circumstances. We're one hundred percent losing to either Pitt, Syracuse, or both. And the following game after Syracuse is Georgia Tech. So it just gets even more ridiculous. More, uh, just, more ridiculous. Yeah, just these are just these are just nightmare stories waiting to happen. Uh, this this schedule really isn't tech friendly for this year. It's not a great schedule for Fuente to be backed up against the wall. Not gonna lie, uh, it might expose him. It might expose him to the point of actually being on the real hot seat with his 
superiors, which he has not been on. He's been on the national news spotlight for being on the hot seat, but not in terms of the uh, the guys that are right. paying him. Because so, he had a conversation with Weird about shit being trash. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, and then and then obviously the the end of the season is uh is Miami and then Virginia. So if they skid towards the end, uh, it's not looking good. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But is there anything else that you saw from this media day? Anything that caught your eye? Nope. Nope. That was everything. I, every I, everything I needed to hear from from Fuente. I heard. Um, yeah, it wasn't surprising. He did. He did, he did bring up uh, 2020 and how much of an uphill battle it was because of guys in and out the lineup because of obviously COVID and yeah. You know, he hopes something yeah. like that doesn't happen in 2021. And um, let me take the time to salute Justin Fuente. I don't do it often, but those first three four weeks of last season was tough. It was without like twenty three scholarship players and half the coaching staff, and I know that shit was yeah. tough. And he was able to have a somewhat decent September. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was hard to do that. And shout out to him, and shout out to the staff, and shout out to the team for you think you about to play uh, NC State first, and then it got turned into okay, we're gonna play UVA first, and then. And then it got turned. Yeah. Yeah, we started a week later than everybody. So that's not no easy feat. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, that motherfucker yeah. did his job. Like, no, that shit had to be done. So And also if uh didn't didn't Hooker come down with COVID at the start of the year too? Wasn't he one of the guys that was sidelined or whatever? Um no. no Hooker had some some type of heart condition or something. At the start and he that's didn't, yeah, yeah. Hit, okay. hit. They, okay. I think they did a physical or something and found a heart condition that if exposed to COVID, it could kill him. Ah, uh, okay. And he was sitting so down. He, he never had sense. COVID or nothing like that. It was just, I don't know what his heart condition was, but they were saying that if COVID was to come and play, they didn't know what could happen to him. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I'm not. I don't want to put it out there like he was. He, if he would have caught COVID, he would have died. But I guess what they were saying was, you have a heart condition, risk. and we don't know what would happen to you if there was a team outbreak of COVID or you caught it or whatever. Right. That that yeah. was Hooker's situation. Which is tough. And they wanted to play from here. anyway. They wanted yeah. to play Burmeister anyway. Right. Now, that's facts. But. Yeah, no, it was tough for them, and uh, obviously Hooker was supposed to be the starting quarterback, and that changed. And there were a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of players missing every single week, so uh, that is facts. I agree. Yeah, and then they said our condition, like a yeah. month later, not even a month. <laughs> yeah, that, during the Clemson right, game, the Vegas. Clemson game what was it? <laughs> yeah, then he got the shivering yeah, and shit yeah, in the Clemson yeah. game. Yeah, that was that was that was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. And then he get the. He was convulsing. He wasn't even shivering. He was convulsing on the sideline. I'm thinking this motherfucker's about to die. Though. Yeah. We about to That's see weird. a person die in 4K. Mm-hmm. Crazy times. Before we get up out of here, let me salute the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah. them boys accomplished it. They did it. Giannis stayed home. Not home, but he stayed loyal to his soul, to the team that drafted him. And um, it's a great... It's a great story for 
not only immigrants, but small market teams. So many yeah. feel good stories and everything. Yeah. I'm a fan of a small market team, the Charlotte Hornets. So maybe one day we'll have our moment. But same here, I'm a Bengals fan. <laughs> Who your NBA team? I never ate. Um, I'm in between. Like I don't know. I I since I'm, I'm living in Detroit, I like the I'll root for the Pistons, but uh. I've I've grown up kind of more of a a Bulls fan, which is weird to say both of them in the same sentence, but neither of them been good together. Yeah. So, um, but no, I think it, it was a, I think it was a great uh I think it was a great playoff as a whole. I think it was a ton of exciting basketball. Almost every single series was great. Um, even the series that got swept, like you talk about the Suns sweeping the Nuggets. Uh, even that was good. Um, and then the finals was the feel good stories. And I I I want to say like. Salute to Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's a fucking dog, man. Some of the shots he was hitting last night were insane. Um, and then obviously Giannis with 50 points and I think five blocks. He had some. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was great. 50 piece, five blocks. I think he had 14 rebounds. That man was hooping out there. And I think and I think from here, the sky's the limit because now he don't got to worry about am I ever going to win a ring? Like once you get that off. Shit, he might get two or three more. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's facts. It's gonna be is a dynasty or nothing like that. I think Kevin Durant and them coming right back, and it's a lot of teams out west. They got a lot to say, but he got he's twenty six. He got a good yeah. strong, but if he stays healthy, of course, ten years, ten year run, he might can steal one or two more rings in these ten years right. and get some goat talk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he even got a little bit of the goat talk last night when he hit the fifty-point marker and was thrown into that conversation with the rest of those guys. Uh, I think I don't think he's in the goat conversation, but that was certainly a goat performance. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. He he got to he got to win. If if Giannis wins, and he got ten, he got shit a long career ahead of him. But if he was to get one or two more MVPs. And one or two more rings. Let's say he goes three and zero in the finals. If he got three rings, three finals MVPs, and three um regular season MVPs, there's gonna yeah. be some discussions. I mean, just off the fact that LeBron went to ten and lost six, so he might can creep past some motherfuckers because Kobe only has RP. He only has one regular season MVP yeah. and five trophies. But he only won MVP twice, Finals MVP twice. So Giannis right. with three Finals MVPs and three regular seasons, he might leapfrog some motherfuckers. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be interesting to see in the, in the years to come. But that's it for Don V Fridays. Anything left you got to say to the people before we sign out? Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for continuing to to listen to us. Uh... It's been fun here, even on even on my birthday. It's the best day to be on Don V Friday. So thanks for the support, guys. God bless. Yeah, man. That's it, man. Um we got some more we got hey, more shit cooking, man. Oh more yeah. Shit cooking down the line. I I wanna apologize to all the listeners out there. I know it sounds empty in here. I'm moving out of my apartment. I don't have any furniture there, so <laughs> if there's a if if it sounds empty or echo, it's because okay. I'm in a room with no furniture in it. Um, but that's it. The next time we do Donby Fridays, I'll probably be in the motherland. All right, yeah. So, until then, though, God bless.